Hey, this is Scott Todnam, and you're listening to the Life is the Future podcast, a podcast for health education, middle school, and life in general. Hey, everyone, this is episode three of season three of our podcast. Our brand new hosts this week, Tommy and David, lead a discussion with classmates Sophie and Sana. The four eighth graders take on an enormous topic for their first offering, social and racial justice, discrimination, Black Lives Matter, and related activism. Before listening, I want listeners to consider a few things. First, if any thoughts and opinions are offered that differ from your own, remember that these are teenagers expressing themselves and the world they view and experience. As they bring in politics and media, and the broad notion of systemic race issues in America, I encourage everyone to realize their realities deserve attention and respect. And second, just like any podcast we have hosted throughout our school years and through the health class, listeners should know that the students are in control. This is their chance to have voice and choice in what real life topics they'd like to discuss and debate. And I am merely here to facilitate that for the world to hear. I am proud to offer this chance to everyone and believe it's important not to shy away from difficult conversations like this, even if it causes disagreements. Thanks to, for listening with an open mind and an open heart, and may we all work together to continue anti-racist education and social justice. Here's your hosts, Tommy and David. Hey guys, we're back with episode three of Life is the Future. I'm here with my host, David. This is our first real episode on the podcast, and we're here, and we're really excited to talk about a major topic today. But first, we have two guests with us. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Sophie. And I'm Sana. What is something that you'd like us to know about you guys? Like, can you guys give us like a few sentences about yourselves and like what you do? Like over quarantine? Um, over quarantine, I really been liking to bake and I got a new kitten. Um, over quarantine, I've just been like debating and just that, really nothing. What have you been de- debating about? Mainly politics and democratic beliefs. Um, so today we're going to be talking about Black Lives Matter because in May, um, there was the passing of George Floyd and that like kind of, um, got everybody like talking about like racism and all of the political stuff. And a lot of people that I know have like been getting involved in that stuff. So what is your guys' take on it? Um, I was very sad hearing about the news and it was just extremely heartbreaking, like, Stuff that happens that is like that is just terrible and it should never happen and we really need to work to defeating those standards. I mainly thought when I first saw the news, I was never really included in politics and I would never guess that I like would go into that sort of thing because arguing like arguments were never really my type of thing. But when I saw it, I was like, okay, if no one's gonna take a stand, if no one's gonna speak up and primarily white-based area, I mean, then who will? Right. Um, I feel like, I guess people need to know that, like, just telling other people to um, take a stand is not going to change something. Like, just by you doing something small, like signing a petition can change a lot of things. So, yeah. 
you can go. All right. What have you guys been doing to like contribute or like to spread like change and like make like let people know about like what's happening around us and racism? I know. I mean, at least I have been like posting a lot on my social media about current events and specifically the Black Lives Matter stuff whenever that was like extremely trending and still still on my feed. I know same with Sana also is like posting all the time about stuff like that. So I think that's like something we're very aware about. Protests also come into a big, you know, area of that because it necessarily isn't always like how the media can determine it, like riots and stuff like that. I think it mainly starts as peaceful. Then sometimes people who are actually trying to be frauds come into that sort of thing. So I think protests take a big step and stuff like that. So um, we know the U.S. has been um, dealing with a lot of racial discrimination and issues for a very, very, very long time. Do you think, how far do you think we've come and how far do you think we have to go? I think that we've gone, um, I mean, from slavery, which was obviously an extremely terrible time. I think that we have improved slightly, but there's still so much to go. So much criticism against Black people and other minorities, like, there are so many injustices still. We need to overcome so many of them. I think the same thing, like, we've come a long way, but at the same time, there's still prejudice out there and that it's like not really a great thing to just like stop and think we've come like the farthest that we can go. Did you guys know about like p police brutality and um, like Blue Lives Matter before like all of these events or did you just like now know about it? known about that before. I mean, my parents have talked to me about it before. They would always tell me, like, you know, there's, like, definitely, like, like, before this all happened, like, the police do protect you, but they also, like, are very rude against certain people, so you always have to be careful. Yeah, I, my, I grew up in a very, like, democratic household, so I kind of knew about all those instances, and my parents, like, trying to um, help me be aware all the things that were still going on. I say personally, as like a black male living in America, my parents have already like, you know, talked to me. I've already seen a lot of stuff, even before like Black Lives Matter was like really like, like a popular or whatever. Um, I've already like known that like, I know what to do, what not to do. I need to calm down. And I should, it shouldn't have to be like that way that my parents had to give me a talk of how to act or a specific way outside or whatever, because it should all be like, everything should be equal and everybody should know how to raise their kids instead of like my parents have to be like, oh yeah, you don't do this when you go outside or be like this when you go outside, whatever. I feel like it, should, it shouldn't have to be like that and it doesn't have to. Do you guys think Black Lives Matter means like only Black lives or like, or like other lives matter like um, for example, like if an Asian person um, was like walking down the street and then some other person was just like being racist and stuff, especially like with Corona and all of that um, racism, um, do you guys think that we should like change the name or something of the organization or should we keep it that way so like people can like know that um, we don't only mean Black Lives Matter? I think we should keep it as Black Lives Matter. 
because there's no reason to mend it. Sometimes people keep such a broad mind that it can often hurt others and they inspect way too much because Black Lives Matter never really meant that only Black Lives Matter. It always meant that they just want others to be equal and that we want everybody to be included and not Black Lives Matter to be undermined. I think that nobody should have an issue with it being called Black Lives Matter. We shouldn't have to change it. Every, I feel like we've gotten the point across that Black Lives Matter doesn't mean that only Black Lives Matter. It means that you have to take into account that Black Lives are equal as everybody. But saying all lives matter just like takes down Black Lives Matter as if it doesn't mean as much. Yeah, that's similar. Um, another question that's like similar to David's is that some people say that um, ACAB is like the is a bad movement to say because they're saying like, yeah, all not all cops are not bad or some cops are still good or whatever. How do you guys feel about that? Do you think ACAB is good or bad? Why? I think that um, whenever you say that, I mean, I feel like the police, in my personal view, they all are working for a very corrupt system. But I mean, over the years, they have like protected in some ways. But like, I think that the system that they work for is working like for a bad system, I guess. And whenever people say defund the police too, it doesn't mean like to get rid of them. It just means to like spend money on other things that are more maybe important. Yeah, I think the same thing because police actually, they train less than many other things because even lawyers are given like what, more than six years to study the law, but police are given like a couple months and I think that's quite absurd. And ACAB never really meant that an individual was to be targeted. It always meant the whole system was corrupt and it was a system that they were working for because there can be a good cop and there are good cops out there. I'm not saying that there aren't, but it's the system that they work for knowingly they know it's corrupt. In like a Black Lives Matter argument, do you think it's like necessary to be saying all lives matter? Or like if you were like encountered someone that says all lives matter, would you like scream at them and shout at them or would you like educate them and like, you know, be nice to them? So Obviously, like you should probably educate them. Educate them. Like, screaming at somebody won't help. You have That's to That's not gonna change their opinion. Yeah. You have to like tell them that if you just scream at them, they'll just be more like mad at you and won't respect what you're saying. And even if they're screaming it, I mean, keeping a calm and collected opinion and status will always help because, I mean, if they're going to look into your characteristics and if they're going to see like, hey, if this person is supporting this and this is how they act, maybe I don't want to turn into that, you know? So. Yeah, um, like similar questions to that is. Tommy, I can't hear you. Um, the, so, um, who do you, who do you think, like, started the riots? Like, do you think the protesters did or the police? Because some people were saying, like, um, police were, like, going undercover and, like, just breaking buildings and stuff to, like, blame the Black Lives Matter supporters. So, like, do you think that was the case? Or what is, what's your take on it? I think the police did escalate it quite a bit with all the tear gas and things, like, going on and on and on and them starting the riots and obviously there were people who framed all of them but obviously there's going to be also 
um, protesters who are really angry and angered that there's been this bell ringing and nobody's coming to senses. So I can see why those buildings would happen in the first place, but they should never have been started. I think that um, I agree with Sana, like the police definitely did escalate it. Tear gas was not needed in many cases. And none actually, you have to like realize how to like deal with a situation like this. You know, like you're the police, you're not just like another person you're having an argument with. You can't just lash out like that. You are like a government issued like team, I guess. And like, I could totally understand how people can get so angry about this. This is so ridiculous that we even have to be fighting for this. This shouldn't even be an issue. This, we shouldn't be here talking about this. This is like, we should have already had this solved. This should just be like a fundamental of like living. Everybody should be treated equally, no matter if they're rich or poor, black or white, any. Um, do you think that we can work together with the police to spread this like info and information or do you think like the police should like stick with Blue Lives Matter because I know some police like that I've been seeing on social media are like scared to speak out of what they believe in because they're afraid to like lose their job. So what do you guys think about that? I never think that they should like fear losing their job out of speaking their own opinion because you know freedom of speech I mean as they also say it is that they have the right to speak their voice and like say their opinion. And I don't think that they should just stick to the Blue Lives Matter. I obviously think that anybody who can help can help. And I mean, awareness, no matter who you are, always matters. And no matter big or small, awareness is always going to matter. I totally agree with Sana. Uh, Sana. I think that like a lot of police officers, like even if they were an All Lives Matter supporter or like said a bunch of racist stuff, if now they understand like more of like Black Lives Matter, like we shouldn't still like be mad at them. I feel like if they're learning and they're like accepting it, we should be like happy that they're understanding. But it's also like, yeah, they still did believe in that. But I think we need to like just try to educate more people. It's the same thing as being Republican. I mean, if somebody's Republican and they move to being a Democrat or they change their opinions, you should never bash them thinking it's just like, just for views or just for the sake of it and them just being biased towards another opinion because maybe they're being more open-minded and you're seeing like a different side of the story. So you should never bash them for once being something and you should always give like second chances, I guess. I agree. Yeah, I feel like, um... People think that, like, when they hear the um, uh, movement of Black Lives Matter and they hear, like, we're saying, oh, yeah, um, All Lives Matter isn't, like, good or whatever, they think that, like, we're saying, yeah, all lives don't matter and only Black lives should matter. But that's not really the case. It's saying that, like, Black Lives Matter needs the most attention at this point. But once that, once they get the attention that they need and it's equal equality, then we can be saying all lives matter and whatever all races get the attention they need. I see a lot of like Republicans and Democrats like fighting and stuff, but I'm just asking like if Republicans like are allowed to say Black Lives Matter um, or if they if they get like backlash because I've seen like a lot of Republicans like kind of like biased and they only say all lives matter or blue lives matter because that's what everyone else on like 
their party or like their side are saying. So do you think it's good to, so do you think like they shouldn't be biased anymore or should they like keep saying that just because they're Republican? I think that just because somebody is Republican doesn't always exactly mean that they like don't support Black Lives Matter or something. I think that a lot of people aren't very politically involved and don't exactly like know their party for sure. Like maybe they'll just say that they are Republican and they don't really know much. And I think there's definitely people that like, even in my family are like Republican and like my parents think differently than them. And like, they still like know and they're not um, very, um, I'm sorry, they're not very, um, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Um, they are still educated and they still know how to talk about that issue. They just have a different opinion. I think the same as Sophie. I mean, Republicans, I've had many encounters with Republicans where I've been in debates with them and stuff like that. And a lot of them are actually fairly nice and they don't really shout at you, unlike some others. But it's always like, no matter what party you are, there's always going to be some sort of the majority that's not going to fit into others. And they're going to sort of rebel against the main priority that the party is going against. And I don't really think that Republicans should stick to like believing in one thing. And like, I think they should not be so like closed-minded and stuff like that. But in the end, it's always their choice. What do you guys think that adults should know about teens dealing with racial issues in 2020? I think that a lot of adults think that like teens or just like kids in general like have no clue of what's going on when even though some teens know more than some adults too like now but I think that like even people like my grandparents like don't understand how people like my age are more like very involved and they like know what's going on and I think social media definitely has an effect with that like most of the stuff that like I like would learn about is like from social media and articles online and considering that our generation has like a large access to technology, I think that we're learning very fast about a bunch of different things. And I think that they shouldn't think that we don't know anything about it, but we are very educated, even though we aren't as smart as <laughs> some of our adults. I would say the same thing as Sophie, because sometimes people undermine the fact that just because a kid in our grade who's like 12 or 13, is going into political science and like studying all those things like for example Greta Thunberg people undermine her because of how old she is and they think that hey she's just a kid she can't know anything but I think that's such a closed-minded opinion and that people should never really think that an age should de determine your political party what recommendations do you have for younger kids to manage to manage to manage this issue and other racial issues as they grow up. Cause like, if I had a kid, I'd obviously educate them from like when they were very little. So like they have like an idea or like, they don't treat others like how other racists or people are raised and treating other people today. So what recommendations do you have for other kids? I think that it definitely- oh, Sorry, Sophie. I'm sorry. You're good. I think that it definitely depends on like how your parents taught you. If your parents never really talk to you about political stuff, you're most like not like most likely to tell your kids about it. But my parents personally have told me a lot about this stuff, and um, I think that I will definitely continue to tell my kids. Um, 
about this issue. I feel like it's a big issue. Like knowing about what's happening in media and politics is like something I want everybody to know about. Because if everybody teaches their kids, generations and generations will end up getting smarter and knowing about what's happening. Yeah, when I grew up in my household, I'd always, my mom would always have an assortment of books that I saw. And it was like different colored kids. And it was, um, books about racial injustice that were for like little kids and I started reading them when I was like when I learned to read and like for example like different colored dolls not just leading me to just one race color thing if that makes sense and she'd give me opportunities to hang out with other races like eat other meals from coming from different cultures so that I could broaden my mind. I feel like some um, there's some problems with like people um, being like racist and like prejudiced to other people is because of their childhood. Like their parents didn't educate them before they left the house. So they just came up with the wrong ideas. And then that's how they started doing all these racist, um, exhibiting these racist behaviors. So I feel like it's, it's, it's not because of your parents though, at the same time, because if you want to educate yourself, you'll educate yourself in order to like, know when um, what to say when you go outside so it's it's kind of a little bit of both but at the end of the day it depends on you and yourself um one more question to ask you guys do you think school and health class helps with issues like this or what's your point what's your reason um i think that it does i feel like we learn a lot about um different people and obviously in schools like there are different races of people and they, everybody looks different so we're with a different variety of people and in health class I think that we talk a lot about um like issues that each person has and a lot like in classrooms and stuff there's lots of like support towards Sophie we can't hear you Um, maybe we should just wrap it up right here. So if we, we can't hear you, but we'll just end it here. Is Tommy, fro is Tommy frozen? Oh, no. I can hear me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Should I continue? Yeah, 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 just say what you're going to say. I said, like, being exposed to the people at school who are all different than you and being, like, with a bunch of different people definitely exposes you to that. Whenever, like, in health, when you're not really, like, scared to talk about topics like this, it makes you more likely to talk and speak up about this topic and hard topics to talk about. I agree. So we, um even though all we went through so many tech issues today, we had you guys had really good points about BLM, what's been going on, everything that's been happening. I feel like um, we can't, the US as a country, we can work on it. I don't know, maybe it depends on the people if we can get rid of it forever, but racial issues, well, if we do something about it, they can go away. Me and David will be back on the podcast in two weeks, but next week, You'll be seeing your two hosts, Naomi and Zoe. 
Thank you for listening. Peace out. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. Bye. 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 All right, what a wonderful start to season three here. Naomi and Zoe last week, and now Tommy and David this week. We heard the students discuss so many important concepts of race in America today, and the eighth graders dove in to express the many emotions on our nation's history, on current events, and even on future possibilities. Notable points include the fact that support for Black Lives Matter does not need to be a partisan issue. It does not condone rioting or take away from support for our great police officers doing work day in and day out. Students were upfront about this, and they're also upfront about addressing the urgent need to put a focus on what race issues do exist. And you could hear their passion on the human rights to safety and to equity that are deserved for our people of color. I'm going to include quite a few resources in the episode details this week for teachers, for parents, and for young people alike. Be sure to check out the social justice resources, anti-racist literature, and other tips from valid websites. Okay, stay tuned next week as we return with Naomi and Zoe, and we continue with this season of the Life is the Future podcast. If you like what we're doing, take a couple seconds right now after listening to rate and review our podcast, and please share our episodes. It helps our students reach a larger audience. Okay, until next time, thanks for tuning in.